Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got an interview with Taiwan Walker. He's a free agent and he tells us exactly how much he's going to get and where he'll be playing. Just joking. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Ball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake Trevor Plouffe coming to you from California and producer BBD in the corner. We just wrapped up an interview with free agent Taiwan Walker of Ty's Tacos, Mariners, Diamondbacks, Mariners, Blue Jays. Now, who knows? Talked about a little Traeger grill action, him and Trev doing mm. cooking, talked about Manny's and Petty's, mm. his pitch mix, how he crushes Jason Castro, and some other stuff. Jake, what do you got on the, the chat the audience is about to hear? James, Trev, Ty, who they're about to hear. It was good, man. It was good. I was, I was pretty stoked. I got my one half-nerdy, aloof Jake question that wasn't really a question out there just because, like, this is a name who's been around for a while, they're like, you know, this guy played when Trevor Plouffe played baseball. And he's, you know, hidden free agency, 28 years old, big dude. We talk some analytic, uh, I don't want to say analytic stuff, but some pitching and Rapsodo stuff that it's like, man, if, if this guy's figuring stuff out now and for a couple more years, like, he's going to have like a 12, 15-year major league career. Uh, and one of those big body starting pitchers you like, Trev. I do, and you actually took the words right out of my mouth. When we were talking about, you know, the rap soto and the kind of question about, like, you know, have you been using this? What have you found? You know, he goes into it and says, like, he's just starting with this. And what we've seen across the league is guys get this tech, especially pitchers, and they can figure things out, and teams should take notice of that. And you have a guy here that's maybe not even fully polished yet. He's got the experience, but we can tweak things and do things, and we can get even more out of them. And I think that if people hear that and they know that, team, more and more teams will be after him because they know there's a lot more potential, uh, even that he's already showcased. Like he's, he's been a good, reliable big league pitcher, and there's more in there, and I love that. Yeah, and he talks about any young pitcher out there trying to hone their stuff. He talks about the, what made his... Uh, cutter turn into more of a slider and more effective, and he shows it on screen. If you go to YouTube, pretty cool that you know certain coach, some coaches could have been trying to tell him that for so long, but it's just that one metaphor, that one thing that makes it clicks. And he kind of says like it was just this the way he said it made it click. I always find that stuff super fascinating. I know him, Jake, because I picked him up when we were living at DBC House, I believe, Ooh. for fantasy. I think I picked him up for his debut, and he did pretty well. Huge. And then I kept going. But that was the same thing I told Trev the first time he ever. Like, I always drafted Trevor Plouffe. No, Trev was always one of the top ten guys in the free agent pool. And it was well, like, the, if you need it, if someone got hurt, you were like, okay, I'll try him for a no, week. And later, no, 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 no. The utility stuff, yeah. like you could play a lot of different positions, was huge. Always, but Thank guys you, don't want to hear that, man, because, yeah. you know, hey, I know you because I drafted you or I picked you up. That's People want to hear that. People want to hear that. Okay. Cool. Okay, good. Well, I did. I got Taiwan, and then I think then his next couple starts weren't great, and I dropped him. 
<laughs> they don't want to hear that they part. Hear that they part. don't want to hear that part. <laughs> All right. Well, let's throw it straight to the interview. Today's interview is brought to you by another program on our network. It's John Boy and Jake Radio. I figure you guys, you know, you sit here and you listen to me and Jake say enough dumb stuff surrounding baseball. Maybe you're interested in hearing us say even more dumb stuff surrounding our entire lives. Weird news. We do baseball trivia at the show all the time. It's every Wednesday on the John Boy and Jake TV YouTube channel or its own podcast feed, John Boy and Jake Radio. It's kind of an avenue for Jake and I to just really bullshit about dumb, silly things. We enjoy it. And maybe you will. If you didn't know it existed, now you do. Moving on. Interview. Free agent. Taiwan Walker. Baseball! We are joined by, we normally have one Cali High School Traeger Grill enthusiast. We now have two Cali High School Traeger Grill enthusiasts. Taiwan Walker, maybe pitching for your favorite team soon. Ty, how you doing, man? Doing good. Really good. Thanks for joining us. You're, you just told us you're, you're getting a Manny Petty today. You're there. Are you going to be getting one while we chat? No, I already did. I, I just got back from it right now. Okay. All right. I, I got taken once. I did not like the filing at all. I almost like re, like a recoil. I was like, Ugh, so I can't do it anymore. The best part is the massage. When you massage your ankles and your calves, that's the best part. Oh, yeah. I live in Koreatown now. We went to get a massage the other day, and they just kicked my ass. <laughs> like, I, I was just – I had to ask. She was like this tiny Korean woman – one point she was kneeling on top of the table <laughs> so she could put all of her weight on me, and I said, I don't like that. You got to pay extra for that, I think. They also demand you tip. Yeah. Which I was going to tip anyway, but they were. it's like a big sign. Shame, like shame if you don't tip. Like a shame <laughs> face. It was very crazy, but all right. Enough about us. I'm jealous. <laughs> jealous of the, the massage. Trev, you ever get into the Manny Petty game? Of course he does. No, I actually have, and Olivia tries to get me to go all the time, but I do enjoy like keeping my, you know, my nails uh, groomed. I think that's like really important for people to do that. Uh, but I haven't stepped into the actual salon to do it yet, and I'm not opposed to it at all. I just haven't yeah. done it yet. Hey, Taiwan, for for pitchers, there's like a a manny like is it like you can't cut your nails, or is there a desired length for you? Do you use your fingernails when pitching at all? Yeah, uh, on my curveball, I throw a knuckle curve, so I try to keep my index finger like a certain length. Um, not too long, but not too short. It has to be like just perfect or else it just feels off. Man, so if you cut it too deep, that's like uh, can change the whole game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it'll hurt, but, you know, I'm just going to push through it. Man. <laughs> do, you like do, like, do you do like the hardener? I know some guys do the hardeners on the nails. Are you doing that? No, I don't that pitch? Okay. Well, right. we'll talk a little baseball, I guess. Uh, how uh, you ended up, we're Yankees fans at, at our heart. Trevor likes bringing that up. So we got a nice dose of you this year. Uh, you came over to the Baby Jays, and the one game, the first time we got to see you, nobody could touch you, um, which was a little you, a little us, because I think there's, what was it, like 4-1, couple walks, couple punchies. That was a weird game. I feel like there was runners on second and third every inning. And I'm like, <laughs> I got lucky. I got that one. I got lucky on that one. You got very unlucky in the next game because yeah, you had yeah. you had a 
a certain someone who I hope bought you a steak dinner or something the night of, or at least like walked past you post game with his head down and said, sorry, man. Uh, Cause nah. <laughs> that was pretty. I mean, it's baseball, you know, those things happen. It's part of the game. <laughs> that was, that was wait, what happened? What am I missing here? An outfielder had a tough day at the office. Yeah. And that's, hey, yeah, that does happen. That happens. That does happen. You've been yes. that guy. That's um, nice of you Todd, to, to just say, yo, it is baseball happens because I mean, we all know how it feels to be out there and having guys make errors behind you. And you, as a, as me, a guy that made some errors in his career, it's nice to, for the pitcher to say that afterwards. Like, hey, it's just baseball. It is how it is. So that's yeah. nice of you. I mean, honestly, I feel like when I was younger, you know, I would get mad and be like, oh, what the heck? But being older, I kind of realized, okay, those are going to happen. Now I feel like it didn't, it's my job to pick them up, you know, and try to get out of that inning for them and stuff like that. It's funny because, like, Position players will make an error and they just like, dang, I feel so bad. I don't want the pitcher to go through that. But then if a pitcher's on the mound and, and you guys are like walking everybody, I'm sitting there over like, can you just throw strikes? You know, like, come on. So it goes both ways. But in the end, what I tell people all the time is every single person on that field is trying the best that they can, dude. Nobody wants to go out there and, and you know, make an error or walk the house. Like we're all really trying. It's our job at the end of the day. And it's good to have that, that mindset competitive, but you understand sure. that errors and, and walks are going to happen. Yeah. Plus they're throwing all those balls outside the zone because they don't want it to be hit to you, Trev, when you're making errors out there. Yeah. Mm, so it's always the fielder's fault. <laughs> how was, uh, how, how was the Buffalo experience this year? I mean, it, it was, I mean, just from the outside world, I mean, you joined midway, a, but and by that time, I guess they're kind of settled into Buffalo, and they were having a good time. We we had Grichik on, who has been a Yankee terror for years now. Yeah. Um, how how was that? How was joining the squad? Was was Buffalo feeling weird, or did you enjoy it, or or what was going on? That was cool. I mean, obviously, when I first got traded. I was like, man, we got to go, you know, AAA Stadium again. It's been a <laughs> while. Uh, but I got there. They did an unbelievable job of like. They basically the whole entire concourse clubhouse everything was like our home business like our home clubhouse so it's sick clubhouse were big like big lockers only the only only knock there was was the bathroom was terrible <laughs> all bathroom i mean the showers are crap no hot water it'd be really hot one time and then a second later it'd be really cold like mm. it was just the bathroom was about everything else was literally i mean it couldn't be any better honestly that's brutal. How about how about the signs? I know that there was a lot of talk that it was really hard to see the catcher signs. No, uh, not that bad. I'm not trying to hear all that. No, <laughs> all right. That was, that was just the Yankees making excuses Being again. Soft. Yeah, soft. It's not that bad. And plus, you know, you, you can put the white little fingernail tape or whatever. Like, there's a you got a bunch of options. Flective tape. Do you think the ideal male build is someone kind of like Alejandro Kirk? Because that's kind of what I've got going on right now. And I'm five eight, built like a box truck. Jake's like not five eight. About, yeah, when people think about catchers, like he's the ideal catcher build. Like if you're gonna catcher <laughs> MLB the show, like you would build him. <laughs> he was awesome, man. Yeah, he's he a, good, like, really good stud, good hit. I didn't realize how young he was too, and I'm like, damn, like still like it's comfortable and just breaks. He's uh he's gonna be a problem for us for a little while. We uh we had Odorizzi, Jake Odorizzi, free agent right now, on a couple weeks back, and we kind of asked him about his free agency and how he was feeling, and he was 
he was enjoying it for the most part. He's like, yeah, you know, I've a couple teams talking to me. I feel confident in myself, feeling good. How's how's your free agency experience going so far? Yeah, it's going really good. Uh, I mean, last year was a little different. I was non-tendered last year, and going to free agency as non-tender with only one inning under my belt in two years. So that was definitely different. Um, you know, I had to go out there and showcase and, you know, throw for teams and show that I was healthy and whatnot. Um, but this year, you know, I feel like I had a pretty – pretty good season and set myself up pretty well to have a to have a good offseason get a lot of calls you know um and uh, i feel i feel good where i'm at have the mariners called you again because you you got drafted by them they traded you then they signed you then they traded you i think it might just be part of their planning now like let's sign him and then we'll trade him to a contender halfway through again Well, this time around, I got traded. It was nice. You know, they got a little bit of heads up. I kind of knew, like, going into the season, um, if I was to go back, that there was probably 99% chance I was going to trade it midway through. Um, and so I was already prepared for it. But uh, Jerry was awesome. And um, it was in the owner, Mr. Stan, called and, you know, just thanked me for everything. So it was it was a good, you know, it was a good part in ways. The last time they traded me was the night before Thanksgiving when I was about to go out to a club and have a good time with my family. So <laughs> <laughs> They couldn't wait till after Thanksgiving? I know, right? You wait two days. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You know, I got designated on my birthday, Ty, so don't feel too bad. That's rough, too. DAs, DAs were like, see you later. I'm like, dude, you guys know it's my birthday? And they didn't care at all. <laughs> they didn't. So. <laughs> I got a question about the offseason, though. I uh, got your baseball reference page up. Listed, speaking of Jake and, and body types, you're listed 6'4", 235. Question one, is that an accurate description? It's it's inaccurate, yeah. That was from, like, six years ago. Um, I would say I'm 6'5", but I'm, like, 250. I've been 250 for the last, like, three or four years. I've been 250, yeah. Is that where you want to be? Like, I know – so. You know, in my off seasons, I when I was younger, I just wanted to gain weight and get really strong. And then kind of towards the end, I, I felt like I needed a little bit more flexibility, lose some weight, all that. Where are you at with like your training and like your off seasons? Are you still kind of lifting heavy or is it more of a mobility thing uh, to get you, you know, through the second half of your career? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I feel like so far we've just really been focusing on like the pitching movements, stuff that I can do to help my pitching moves, get my lower half into it more. Um, you know, I feel like I use a lot of upper body and, uh, I've lifted heavy for basically my whole career and I'm like, okay, the strength is already there. I just got to maintain it now. Uh, but I really want to work on getting my hips to fire a little bit faster and, uh, mobility, just, you know, stuff that's going to help me pitch and save my arm, you know, for the rest of my career. Six five two fifty, Jake. Mm. Six five two fifty. That's that's what you build on MLB the show. <laughs> that's what you build right there. Yeah, you you build that. I build the five seven catcher that that <laughs> scrambles <laughs> scrambles his way through life. That's Looks like the little league coach sitting on a bucket just catching balls <laughs> behind the plate. On the side from a dugout. Yeah. Just yes. just a wall. Just a wall. What um. I mentioned that size, and I mentioned being built like a wall. Uh, we'll get away from the baseball a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about Ty's Tacos? Because now I get – when whenever we talk t- tacos or any, like, burritos or something, Trev gets mad at me. This Cali side comes out of him. He's like, I don't know what I'm talking about. What's going on with Ty's Tacos, and I, how do I get some now? Uh, you can't get some now, but hopefully in spring training. Okay. Uh, 
taco truck. Um, you know, I just grew up eating tacos, you know, once a week, my mom always used to make them and stuff and kind of just turned to a thing, you know, give away free tacos at spring training games. And, you know, people love that. Um, but you know, I was kind of like a one trick pony, but now after I got the Traeger, I can, do it. I can do it all. Basically. I can do it all. <laughs> I love it. So we have a history of a Traeger here. Cause Trev, I believe it was with doll. Um, <laughs> You, he was talking about his Traeger. And yeah. then, Trev, what you say, you said that if you use a Traeger, you cannot call yourself a master grillsman. And then you came back like a month later and said, you're using your Traeger and you love it. Is that is that the whole history of you and Traegers? I just said I've <laughs> seen some dudes with their Traeger and they're, they're saying they're a pit master. Okay. You're not a pit master if you're using a Traeger. Okay. It's just, it's a very user friendly, very easy on the Traeger. Then I got one. And my suspicions were correct. I mean, I still really like cooking over a wood fire, like stoking the fire myself. But the Traeger is great for chicken, for pork. I just, I'm not a big uh, red meat on the Traeger kind of guy, unless you're doing something really low and slow, like a brisket or something like that. Is that all you use, Ty? Do you use any other uh, types of grills or uh, uh, conventional grills? I have a gas grill outside right next to it too. Uh, but the Traeger is so easy. If you can season anything right, then yeah. use the Traeger. Uh, but yeah, I only use it for like briskets and my chicken. Uh, usually if I cook steak, it's on the grill. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of how I am too. And it, the, the Traeger is an amazing, like amazingly well manufactured. They were giving them ad right now. Whatever. Yeah, right. It's really nice. I mean, it is like built it's- to last, but it doesn't cook everything that I want to cook, you know? So that's my only qualms with Traeger. Don't be getting me in a fight with Traeger, you guys. I have a good relationship with them. Let's get back to Ty, okay? <laughs> What's the go-to meal right now, Ty? If like you know, it's Sunday night and you need you have guests over and mm. you're cooking your number one. What's your ace meal? Ooh man, <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, I could be. It could be anything. I'm not gonna lie. It could really be anything. All right, steak, you, maybe. I guess I can make a good steak. Steak, uh, some vegan mashed potatoes. Uh, I do mushrooms on the grill pretty well, so my spare gets. Mm. I like that. I follow you on IG, so I get to see all your your cooking. You you do do a good job. I think I've seen you do a steak before. It came out really nice. I asked you what you were drinking with it. A little bit of bourbon on the side. So you you know what you're doing, man. I like I like I like seeing your stuff. Yeah, turns to a little hobby, a little cooking hobby, cooking and some good wines and bourbon. Hmm. We get notes from uh, from Kelsey. I think it's from Kelsey. And she says here that you play video games against your wife, who is definitely better than you. Now, is that her words or your words? <laughs> okay. Before we had baby number one, we used to play all the time together. And she was she was good. She might be better than me. I'm not going to say yes or no to that, but she was good. Um, and then, you know, we had a baby, so she hasn't been – playing as much and stuff how did the trash talk work mm. when you were playing against each other because i know jake here he played he used to play a video game just to go to a dark place and shit talk people and yeah. get in fights <laughs> with 14 year olds on the internet now were you, were you guys reserved with your trash talking or is it all, all open nah. <laughs> we're married okay we, so yeah we can do that <laughs> <laughs> what did, what do you guys normally play are you playing 2k Cod, okay. Oh, really? So, have you been playing the new one? Uh, it's all right. I'm not a big fan of it. Okay, uh, it's just different. I play Warzone all the time, but 
the new one is whatever. My buddies are trying to rope me into the zombies, and I just can't do it, man. Like, that's... They're, like, pretty good, and that turns into a two-and-a-half-hour commitment real quick. And it's like, I can't... Yeah, I can't just be doing that. Well, I can, but <laughs> cuts into my sleep pretty good. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to, I looked into your pitch mix. That's what I like looking into that. I'm fascinated about when guys change their stuff. And you're coming off injury, but last year your fastball usage went way down, four seam, at least according to stats. You correct me if they're wrong. And the cutter went up. Was that due to injury and shortened season type stuff? Or, or is, A, is that accurate? And two, is that a game plan before the season started, implemented by you or by a pitching coach, or how did that happen, if it's true? So the key calling a cutter, but this year I feel like it was more of a true slider. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wanted to work on it. Uh, I've been trying to throw a slider for, like, the last four years. I've been a cutter. Uh, but finally, you know, using the rep soto and, you know, having all the new technology now, um, I was able to, like, get more depth on it. Um, so I used it a lot more. Uh you know, I learned that one this year. I learned, you know, the knuckle curve was new this year. And then I threw a two-seam fastball this year, too, that I threw quite a bit. Um, but that was just all using the rep soto. And, you know, this the coming into this year, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to sign with the Mariners. You know, kind of no pressure. Go out there, was able to work on stuff and um, just work on the pitches I want to work on. Um, and then end up pitching well. So I got traded and had to kind of scratch it and go into, like, go mode, I guess the blue jays i want to ask him about the rap soda like you you get that it's this new piece of technology was there anything like eye-opening when you first started using it? like oh man like my spin's great here or my spin's inefficient on this pitch or you know like th- what, what what did it change for you using it because i know a lot of guys like it changed it could change your career yeah i think just knowing um what you're looking at you know having someone explain it to you you know i always like oh they would have it out like oh this is doing this this number that's good. I'm like, but I, you're not really telling me, you know, yes. what it means. And uh, my pitching coach, uh, Woody for the Mariners, you know, he was t- kind of telling me about my slider. Uh, you know, it's almost like you have a gun of the barrel pointing. And he said, you want it, when you throw your slider, you want it pointing towards the catcher or just off to their right shoulder. And I didn't know that. And so when I was throwing my cutter, it was pointing to the left shoulder. So that's why I get that cut action. And I was like, okay. And so I just kind of made a little adjustment and my mentally was like, okay, hey, get that gun of the barrel pointing towards the catcher or just off, you know, to the right of him. And so I was like, okay. And just knowing that helped so much to get more depth on my, on my slider, you know? So that's really just you to get the release fingers. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, I mean, just a little bit. Cause I was like right here for a cutter and it just kind of stayed there, but the slider, I mean, it was just a little bit more just so I can get that, that ball, that barrel, that ball, just like pointing towards the catcher more. I love that. That's awesome, dude. It was sick. Yeah, I, I mean, it was never into the stuff, and then now, my, it's dope. Like, especially when you have people <laughs> explain it to you the right way, and like you know what to look for and stuff. Yes. And your numbers on those two pitches, like the expected numbers and the results on the four seam and the cutter last season, were both really good. I mean, one fifty six batting average, one fifty one batting average against both uh, together, and all the expected numbers say that that wasn't lucky. That was like. True. Do you do you get into those numbers as well now with no, knowing all this stuff? Um, no, I mean, not really. I haven't really looked at it. Um, I know. I mean, I've seen some numbers about like FIP and stuff, which I really kind of just learning to. And you know, I've seen some stuff where I kind of had a lucky season, I guess. But I don't know what that means. I know I got outs, and I know 
deep into games. So I feel like that's really all you kind of need. If you get out and you go, you know, six plus innings, I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah. You also said that when you got traded, it was kind of go mode because you went from the Mariners to the Blue Jays. Your numbers dropped. Your ERA dropped like a full, I think, ERA four to one point something, I believe, halfway through the season. Is that a, a mindset change or is that actually a repertoire change? Or what do you credit to that? the second half and maybe it's just first half or second half. Is there anything that you go to? No, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like I didn't really have, so I went from a six man rotation to a five man rotation. So, you know, having that extra day to work on stuff was nice, but um, just going to five man, I was like, okay, now I, you know, when I do my bullpens in between, it's gotta be like main focus, what I want to, what I need to work on, you know, light 20 pitches instead of 35, 40, you know? Um, and then just going out there and just attacking and getting out instead of like, Hey, I want to throw my slider 15 times and my curveball 12 times, you know, this game when I was with the Mariners and now it's like, okay, Hey, we're fighting for a playoff spot with the blue Jays, whatever's working that day and it's working good. Use it. So it's kind of like bullpen sessions a little bit in Seattle where you're just like, let me just figure all this stuff out. Short season, first game, first time back in a while. That's pretty cool. That's cool that you were able to do both within one season. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. It definitely was nice. I also, I went and looked at your debut. I found your first guy you ever struck out. I'm sure you remember. Do you know who your first strikeout victim was? Jason Castro. Yeah. And then you just fuck him up every time you face him now. Like, is that just because when he steps into the box, you're like, ah, I struck this dude out in my first game. I mean, listen to the stats, 14 at bats, nine strikeouts, zero walks, one hit. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just kill that dude. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe because I know, like, hey, this is my first strikeout. Uh, I think the one hit was either a double or a home run, though. No, no, it was a single. Oh, was it? No extra base hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, every, I, I always tell my team, I'm like, he's in the lab. I'm like, okay. I feel good about it. Yeah, it's that uh, <laughs> mindset. Like, oh, got this dude. Damn. It's funny. A lot of pitchers felt that way when I stepped in the box. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. I think I faced you a couple times. Uh-oh. Yeah, do we have Uh-oh. the numbers? Do we have the history? DVD, bring you it up. You are someone I wouldn't like to face. You're a tall. You're tall. I don't like tall pitchers, man, and whatever it is, um, the angle. But um, I don't – I don't. in my mind, I know I don't have a lot of success against you because if I did, I would remember. You, you know how it goes, man. You <laughs> remember the guys that you do well against. I don't think you guys ever face each other in MLB. Do you have it? I think we did spring training Probably spring or training. Like okay. Yeah. I'll tell you when you're uh You had him, Trev. You no, had him. No, no, no. Ty got him. <laughs> Ty, I was looking at some some of the guys you pitch well or don't pitch well against. You gotta get away from Mike Trout. I mean, that should be yeah. priority number one in this free agency. Everybody like, does, dude. Everybody does. <laughs> you but, know what's crazy? I feel like I feel like the numbers, I don't know. I feel like every time I face him for some reason I'm like, okay, you know, ground ball to the right side or jam shot. But then it's like, oh, six home runs and this and this. I'm like, damn, really? <laughs> Dude, hey, Ty, I say this about Mike Trout. I'm like, I know he's the best player yeah. in the game. Like, I know he is. But playing against him, I'm like, there's other guys who I think, like, impress me more. But his, he just, like, is always good. Like always. He, his numbers just add up and add up and add up and add up. And before you know it, he's got 30 homers. You know, 30 steals, 100 RBS. And you're like, I don't get it. But he just never slumps, dude. That's what it is. He just Because every time I face him, like, I'll throw a good pitch to look at me. He'll smirk, get a little smile. I'm like, yeah, I got him. And then boom. I'm like, 
<laughs> it's that easy for you, huh? You just you know, laugh yeah, it off. It's crazy. His numbers up in Seattle are incredible too. It's like oh, his yeah. best split oh. whenever he's at Safeco or whatever it's called now. It, you guys did a thing about him and Felix, right? Like he owns Felix. He owns everyone who pitched in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, he I, owns I, Seattle. It's crazy. I want to. I've kind of got a broad one for you, Ty, and it's because I'm. I've been familiar with you for a while. I've got a baseball geek side, so I remember prospect Taiwan. I mean. You know, you were what, like top five prospect and things like that. You come up for the Mariners when you're what, twenty? Um, yeah, twenty one, I think. Yeah. So I mean, now like you've been in the pros for what, seven years, eight years? Is it like looking back? I mean, do you look at twenty year old or twenty one year old Taiwan Walker and laugh? I mean, did do you have these different moments of growth? Like looking back now, I I don't know. I I, I wonder what it's like looking back at. I mean eight years as a pro and you're kind of hitting free agency you had a really nice year last year. Like you still, you still got a lot to go. Yeah, um, man. When I was younger, just coming up, I think I was just like, just so raw and just kind of using my athletic ability. Like honestly, the first like three or four years I was up, you know, it was just like all fastballs. I think it was like 70% fastballs do a split change. And then, you know, dad with a cutter and, and, and a curveball, but it was just, I didn't really know pitching, you know, I was just out there and just kind of just pitching, just throwing the ball as hard as I could and, you know, trying to get outs basically. When you think back on your rookie season, is there a, a teammate that that was in the rotation that kind of took you under his wings or is there any guy that should get credit for how uh, building relationship or giving you advice or anything that you'd want to shout out and be like, nah, that dude was awesome. Uh, honestly, I think it's just a little bit of everyone, you know, Obviously, Felix. Uh, but the thing with Felix, he he's one of those guys where he could just wake up out of bed and go be great. So it was like more of watching him um, than, than talking to him about pitching. Um, me and James Paxson are really close. Um, you know, we used to talk a lot. Uh, Chris Young, pitcher, tall Chris Young, um, watching him. Um, you know, especially I was, I think it was 22 or 23 when he was there. And, um, just watching prepare for starts. I mean, he'd have three iPads out, a laptop, all these notes, and every pitch he threw was like planned. You know, he'll throw a change up about the letters on purpose. People don't do that, you know? Mm. Uh, so just watching him, and then I got to, you know, watch Zach Greinke, uh, watch him pitch and talk to him. He's really smart, and he knows a lot about pitching, so that was nice. Um, Ryu this year, you know, so I just kind of take a little bit of every, a little bit of stuff from everyone, you know. Has Chris Young been been calling you now? Like, hey, I got a nice gig over here in Texas. Oh yeah, you All interested? Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, hey, well, because well, uh, uh, the manager uh, uh, Woody, he was there too. He was a third base coach, and we had a pretty good relationship too. So okay. All right. Well, the rumors. So if you sign so there, we'll get credit. Yeah. Everyone Walker to the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, interest in the we'll interest in the Rangers. That's five, how you do it, Trevor. Five you, for one hundred. Done. Rangers. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> Have you? Uh, I, and again, I don't know how close you were, Pax, and I know you're a big basketball guy. And I'm, NBA season's coming up, and basketball is all about guys teaming up. And you know, Harden's trying to get to Brooklyn, and Giannis is supposed to be the next free agent. I mean, do you and you text Paxton and be like, "Hey, let's go somewhere. Let's let's put on the pinstripes. Let's get a ring, and we'll we'll go from there." Like, I don't know. Seems easy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it's not MLB. I don't know why. Maybe just because the roster's so big. 
25 guys, you know, I don't know. Uh, NBA just, you know, if you have two players, I, I, was, I don't know. I heard this somewhere. I was watching TV or something, but you know, two guys can change a whole franchise, you know, but for MLB, I mean, you, I mean, honestly, look at Mike Trout. Best player yeah, so look at the Angels. <laughs> you know, like, and, and they have really good pieces, but you still need everyone, all nine, 12, 14, 15 players, whoever, you know, to, to make it to the World Series and win the World Series. You know, you need a deep core of guys and you need a whole roster plus some guys coming up and whatnot. NBA, I mean, look at LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You got those two guys and then you throw in, you know, KCP and Caruso. Yeah, you know, like, uh oh. <laughs> It's way different. Well, if you want to come to the pinstripes with Paxton, that's fine too, because we uh we need some pitching. <laughs> I could see you as a Yankee. I could see you as it would a look Yankee good, sure. man. That big yeah. body, the pinstripes. Yeah. Me, Dan, Judge, big guys over there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's I mean, a that's, big crew right that's there. That's a photo it, shoot. That's like, <laughs> yeah, man. We could. Okay. Tall Californians. Stanton, Hold judge. on, you guys are making your pitch. Let me make my pitch. Minnesota okay. would love to have you. They need some starting pitching. They're a good team. It's a great place to play and live. I'm going to make some calls. City's amazing, dude. I'm going to make some calls. We'll get you. We also it's have pinstripes. It's cold, though. Isn't it cold it's there? It's cold. It is cold. It is cold. Don't <laughs> go there. Don't go there. You know, what? <laughs> it's a bad pitch. I was, I've never got They built a brand-new stadium, which is – Absolutely beautiful, but they should have had a retractable roof or something, you know, like you're in the Midwest. You know, what they told us, they said that they if they couldn't put a roof on, like to get the stadium built, they had to do it without the roof because of maybe uh, the expense or whatever it was. I don't really buy that. They, I mean, come on. How do you not have a retractable roof there? I totally agree with you. I played the roof. Any team who builds a new stadium from here on out needs to have a retractable roof. No matter what, I don't care if you're San Diego, California. Like, just have a just have it, just in case. I agree, dude. I totally agree. Imagine like Although, in, in Seattle, no outs, that'd be nice. The yeah. Seattle, the roof doesn't work. Like, it's I feel like it still leaks water when it rains, and it's well, freezing the there. Is open. They keep the backside open. Oh, uh, so, like when it's raining, I don't get it, dude. Sitting back there, they get all wet. <laughs> no, it's crazy, dude. <laughs> Seattle is cold, man. You talk about cold. It's like Cleveland gets really cold, obviously Minnesota, but like Seattle is one of those places where it's like, damn, like even when it's warm, you feel cold there. It's like a strange, strange vibe. Well, Oakland's freezing too at night. Yes. You wouldn't expect it. And partly why Oakland's so cold is because no one dresses for it appropriately because they don't think it's going to be freezing. Right. It's hot all day and then all of a sudden at night. What's this? This is a weather podcast now. Weather pod. I searched your name. And news. And I wanted to see how many Uh-oh. teams are claiming you'd be a perfect fit or they're claiming they have interest in you. So you don't need to say yes or no to any of these, but if it's like a hard no, you can feel free. We got the Yankees obviously saying, hey, be a g- yep. nice fit. Done. We got uh, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, why the Red Sox need Walker. We got the Tigers are very Ooh. interested in signing Taiwan Walker. Detroit. We got why Taiwan Walker is a perfect fit in Milwaukee. Um, and who's this? I don't know. There's another team here. Mariners. Every team. You're a fit for every team, dude. <laughs> Everyone needs six five. Good starting pitcher, bro. Where's Everyone, every team has? 
How, how's the process work for you uh, of free agency? And you don't have to give away anything you don't want to, but right now, are you just fielding interest? Is your, do they just reach out to your agent and your agent says just feelers and feelers? And then at what point do you like to actively engage and say like, let me get on the phone call with the GM or whoever it is that you're talking to. Um, so like, how does it work and what stage are you at now? Uh, I think it's just a lot of phone calls right now. Um, just a bunch of feelers, you know, checking in, see what's going on. Um, and I think, I think once the market gets going, once the starting pitching market gets going, then that's when things kind of just ramp up. Uh, again, this is, this year's it's just new. Last year was way different. This year's just kind of new. Um, so, um, you know, I think it's just being patient, just waiting, you know, not, not trying to rush into anything or um, just waiting for the right offer and the right team, I guess. Now, last year, did you did you have the Mariners in mind going back there before they reached out? Um, and when you went there, were there other teams that maybe were in the mix for, you know, similar offers and you chose the Mariners for what you said to kind of bounce back? No stress? Familiar. Yeah, yeah we had I mean, we had a few teams um, that were in on me, but um, all the offers were about the same. So at the end of the day, too, I was like, you know what? I want to I want to breathe you know, build myself back up again. You know, I want to work on some things and I've already pitched in Seattle, pitched in Safeco, uh, T-Mobile Park, whatever, pitched, you know, West Coast. And so uh, that's like the ultimate reason why I went there. Um, and I've always been a West Coast guy myself. So I'm like, I don't want to go to the East Coast. Didn't want to at all. Everything West Coast. And then I got traded to Toronto and I was like, man, the East Coast isn't that bad. Yeah. It's not, it's not you know, because I've been to West Coast my whole life and I'm like, you know what? I could actually... I can actually see myself on the on, on the East Coast. Hey, man, and you were in Buffalo. I mean, yeah. that's really not like the biggest selling point for the East. If someone was like, "Hey, I need to be proven that the East Coast is nice," I don't think Buffalo would land in like the top fifty places to go <laughs> sell ourselves. It wasn't bad. I mean, I was sold enough playing to Buffalo, so it wasn't bad. I could imagine you know, if it was you know New York or wherever else, Toronto. Buffalo might have been better through all the COVID stuff that New York city last year, I remember some of the Yankees players like their schedule and where they had to live and stuff. It was like a nightmare. Buffalo was quiet. Not a lot of people walked to the hotel, to the room, to the field and stuff. Who are the characters on that, on the blue Jays team? Like you walk in there. Who's, who's the prankster? Who's what's like the crew. You're like, okay, those guys are goofing off. What, what's the scene in there? Man, kind of everyone, but the number one guy was probably Ken Giles. Okay. Like, Funny guy, Tanner Rourke, Shoemaker. Um, you know, I feel like all the position players were super young guys, quiet, you know, first, second year. And then all the pitchers were like just old, grumpy dudes. <laughs> you know, going out there, don't care. You know, I got eight, nine years in. Um, just F it, have fun. That's funny. The old man pitcher crew. I like that. It was nice. Because I went from Seattle when everyone was 23 years old. And I was the oldest guy. I think I had the second most time on the on the team behind Seager. And so I was like the veteran, you know. And then I went over there. I was like, oh, there's guys with the same amount of time as me, same age as me. Man. You you went to high school with Matt Davidson, who's also a pro. Now, I was looking at his his numbers. And he's got you beat on ERA. Six games, 2-8-4 ERA. Does he ever rub that in your face? Nah. He was a good <laughs> He was a good pitcher, man. He just threw all fastballs and just dotted the corners. Boom, 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 boom. So he was a senior and you were a year younger than him? Yeah. 
So did you kind of get to feel out the whole scouting process and drafting process in high school through him before you went through it yourself? Yeah, not the drafting part of it, but like the scouting part. Um, and I think he's part of the reason why I got looked at because I was shortstop. I pitched here and there my sophomore and junior year, uh, but I just played shortstop mostly. And then um, I started pitching, pitching full time my senior year. But I think, you know, just having the scouts there when I did pitch, they made me kind of put them on, put myself on their radar or whatever. Did this? Did the scouts push you to kind of get on the mound more, or was it just like when uh, your senior year's coming up, you'll be pitching more? Uh, I think it was more. Yeah, my my um, coach, pitching coach, okay, manager, and he was just like, you know, we really think you're gonna get drafted as a pitcher, and I was like, no, I'm a shortstop, I'm an athlete, I'm not pitching. <laughs> I do that, and then I don't know where I just started throwing like mid nineties, and I was like. Dang it! Like maybe I have to do this. Maybe I will oh, pitch. They and that's how more and more scouts come. Then they're like, "Oh, first round." And I was like, "Okay, fine. I'll be a pitcher." <laughs> I'll pitch for that. Were you guys gross back to back first round picks? Uh, we had a really good team. Where I grew up, Ukiah, we're known for baseball. Uh, a lot of CIF titles and stuff like that. So, man, you've gone deep. Who'd you Who'd you clip for a homer? Mike Fultonetwich. Fulty. Wow. Okay. Fastball, ninety-seven miles per hour. Close my eyes. Put a good, put a good swing on it. It's nice. <laughs> Man, that crosses something off the bucket list right there. Especially now that you probably won't be able to get in at bat again. First game back too after I had my first son. So wow. Okay. It's cool. Were you able to get the ball? I got the ball. Got the bat. Got the helmet. Got it all. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you pimp it at all? Not for faulty. Uh, I blacked out. I hit it. <laughs> I know I hit it good, but I was like just off the box, you know, boom, boom. And I look up and I was like, dang, okay. And then like the slow jog was so awkward. I was like running like this, hands right here. I like, you know, look good. And I watch the video every time, like, ah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> hey, man, you got it though. That's pretty awesome. Did you, you, did you ever interact with Fulte after that and give him like a thanks, bro? Or, or how's that uh, go down between pitchers? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I think I've given up one or two hits to a pitcher. That was like my number one goal. Don't ever give up a home run to a pitcher. Like when I faced Bumgarner and I was like, Shh, man, <laughs> he hacks. I'm like, I'd rather walk him, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got a pretty big book already. So you just, you wouldn't be like the only pitcher he's got. Uh, yeah, he's got, and he's gotten like Kershaw. You still don't want to be in the book. You still don't want to be there. I get it. I get it. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a bunch of people. When you played the Yankees this year, there was a, a moment that I remember being like, what the hell was that? And then afterwards, it turns out you guys might be boys. So Aaron Hicks, are yeah. you guys buddies? Because you walked him. And, yeah. I mean, Hicksy is always flipping his bat on a walk and, and, and you know, peacocking the walk more than yeah. you normally do. But I remember he, he just stared at you and I was like, is this – is that anger or is this friendship? And then people said it was friendship. You guys yeah, boys? Yeah. Yeah, we're boys. Yeah, he lives right down the street from me. Uh, but we golf and stuff and hang out all the time. And yeah, and then I hit him too. And I like text him, like, dude, why didn't you get out of the way? He goes, I don't know. I he was in, and I was like, it wasn't that in. And I looked at it, I was like, it was pretty in, but <laughs> I'm like, get out of the way, man. Like, <laughs> and it got him good though. He goes, he, he told me I owe him a steak dinner, so I gotta take him and get some steak. Man, you guys golf together? He, he's supposed to be like a scratch golfer, right? He's legit. Yeah, he's really good. It's easy for him. I hate that. I Is he a righty? Or lefty golfing? Ready. Do you switch it? Can you switch golf, do you think? 
I mean, I, I think he can. He can. That's such I, bullshit if he's, like, stuck behind a tree and he just goes, like, brings out his one, like, <laughs> got one. Uh, yeah. A seven-hour lefty glove or whatever he needs it. That's uh, actually an awesome flex. I wonder if, like, there's guys that do that. It has to be. I would yeah. Think. Tiger just uses the club backwards when he does it. Yeah, you could do that. That's not in my bag of tricks. Yeah. Just use your foot. Yeah. That's good. Well, we lost Trev, which is for the better. I think that helped everything. He's going to check on a Can we here. rule out one team? Give me one. Say, like, you're not going to course. Like, no, who's, man, who's the team you're not going to? So, no, don't go to course. Don't go to Colorado. Uh, I mean, I don't want to rule out anyone. Yeah, it's all bargaining, man. Yeah. Let's just say course is in on him. Okay, then the Rockies has, are in. We'll Rockies start are in. I, I think I have good numbers at Coors Field, though. Ooh, really? I think so. I think every time I pitched, I think I pitched pretty decent. I think I the most runs I get up there was three, I think, in one game. I think. It could be wrong. That's pretty impressive. We were always impressed. Lance Lynn has really good numbers at Coors because fastball pitchers do well. Pump there's not a lot of. I'm a fastball pitcher for the most part, yeah. So Let's see if I can bring it up. Does your – does well, he looks that up. Does your – Agency who we're friendly with, so I don't want to dig myself a hole at all. But like, is there a pitch process? Like we've, you know, you hear a lot of the some of the big names, like Boris is putting binders together and things like that. Like, I, I don't know for a team like Colorado, say, you know, they send they send over the Ty Walker package, and it's like I I don't know if you guys noticed, but he's pitched pretty nasty at course. Has, has there been any of that? Any selling? Um, uh, I don't know. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I talked to my agent. I get calls. He said this. You know, we don't really get into like deep details yet. Um, I think once things start picking up, then that's when we kind of get into details and look at. Okay, so you pitch there. This is you know, this is what who they face. This is who they got coming up. This and that. So, but right now it's just like just hey, they call, they're interested, they like you, kind of stuff. Man, you crush it, course three four games started. Two six three ERA, twenty four strikeouts in twenty four innings pitched. Maybe, maybe think about it. You could go reinvent the game. Good, just what, all fastballs. What's the secret? Is it is it pumping heaters? Do you and, and do you like the mound there? Like anything? I don't honestly. I don't know. I really. Don't know. <laughs> I didn't even know my numbers were good until I think last year. My agent mentioned to me. He goes, "You actually pitched pretty well." Because they were a team that were interested in me. And I was like, really? Cool. I pitched well, of course. But obviously, trying to set myself up for, you know, this year, I was like, I don't know if I want to go there pitch, you know, 15 games there. So, <laughs> is, is there, like, a stipulation that you, you do know of, like a day versus night or, um, like, a getaway day or, like, a Sunday? Is there some weird, almost superstitious, you're like, mm, I'm going to pitch good tonight because of this? That's, like, not a baseball factor? Just kind of a random thing. Um, man, I feel like usually when I eat Subway, I pitch pretty, uh, I pitch pretty well. Ooh, I mean, yeah. there you go. Add CAA weird, or weird. XL. Like, the days I don't, I just, I don't like, I pitch okay. I don't pitch like my best. But when I eat Subway, like, I ball out. What are you getting at so Subway, So put that in man. the contract. We I need a Subway you. sandwich before every game. I know. The Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Do we? Okay. What's the Subway order? Spicy Italian. Pickles, spinach, yellow mustard. That's it. I mean, not to be the greasy-haired East Coast Italian, but have you been to, like, sub shops that aren't Subway on the East Coast? Because, I mean, we could change everything. If Subway is your multiplier, we got places in New York 
They're gonna, you, you'll be pumping 99 easy. I mean, if that's the case, I'll try it out. Okay. Open to that, yeah. Yanks. Make it part of Cashman. Know How you're funny listening. would it be if someone did offer you Subway before every game and, and then you're like, huh, they must have listened to that podcast. <laughs> <I did." laughs> or Subway can call me and be a little drunk too. That works. Yeah. I mean, you got to make a deal now. We were doing this with Taylor Hearn of the Rangers. You know, you got to have some promotion with Subway. Every time that, you know, you strike out the side, it's a, a free six, six strikeouts, free foot long. Bang. Done. That's nice. Easy. I'll have to write that one down. Yeah. Marketing team. I think Trev's trying Bef- to come back. Before but Trevor said- comes back, do you want to ask Trevor any questions that we can answer? Um, and hopefully he can hear this, but he can't talk. But we will answer any question you want on behalf of Trevor Plouffe. Could be anything. Nah, I, I don't got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing for him yeah, either. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of interest there. Well, hey, man, thanks for joining us. Oh, Trevor, oh! you're back. He's kind of back. Halfway oh, no. back. Delayed. You sound like you're underwater. And all right, see ya. <laughs> thanks for stopping by. All right. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Ty. Yeah, well, hey, Ty, thanks for yeah, hanging out with us for a little bit. Uh, we're interested to see where you land. Yeah. Hopefully it's not an AL East team that isn't the Yankees. I don't want to deal with that. Keep that in mind. <laughs> All right, appreciate you. Thanks, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Baseball. And there you have it. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to leave a review or comment or subscribe or like or any of that stuff, Feel free. It helps us as much as it hurts me to ask for it. Mm. Yeah, do it. I don't. I have no shame in that right now. Like, I'm not a good promoter on Twitter, but I'm going to say right now, go like us and leave a review and wow. say how good that I am specifically. Just Trevor. You guys are sluts. I'll put it out there. He's putting it out there. I'll put it People out People are asking for John Bay and Jake radio, but then also Trevor and Big Baby David radio. Yeah. Radio. Uh, it's so maybe common sense with Trevor Plouffe. Yeah. And People BBD. have been campaigning for you and I to do a president, vice president thing, Trev. Mm. I saw, uh, I saw also, a tweet for that. <laughs> <laughs> Foolish Baseball's mom yeah. wants me and him to get together. So. Uh, Mrs. Foolish is her birth name. Hot. <laughs> I hate her. Yeah, it's just I hate her. Mean to us for no reason. All right. <laughs> See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>